The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right. Patrons get access to every show ad-free. No ads ever. You also get Breaking Saints News Podcast, Saints Player Grades, early access to shows, and behind-the-scenes access. Plus, you get access to our Discord channel, where you can talk Saints 24-7 in private with other Saints Happy Hour listeners. And you get our world-famous booze bundle with four swag items. Amazing. So sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. That's SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints happy cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's it's painful. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. If it's Wednesday, that means we are on the Spotify Green Room app. If you listen to us live, thanks for joining us. If you're not and you listen to this show later, uh, download the Spotify Green Room app. You can join us. You can talk to us. You can interact. We're talking Saints. We're having fun. Uh, tonight's a special night because it's Andrew's birthday. Happy birthday, Andrew. Thanks, man. And uh, Dave, Dave has given us like Dear 10 minutes of his time. Uh, but when he goes back to poker night or whatever it is Dave does during the week. No, I, I'm not playing poker tonight. I just, uh, I just got home. I was at uh, a father's club meeting for my daughter's school. And uh, I think my was wife. Was it a meeting to... about how to have bad audio on your podcast? Wants, wants me to spend some time with her. Oh, no, she doesn't want me to forget it. I'm here for an hour. Um, <laughs> is it a, is my audio bad? I thought I had headphones here at the house, and I don't have ones that plug into It my does head. not sound like that. It, it doesn't sound bad. You, uh, you, you, sound a little, uh, you sound a little muffled. It's, where, where well, you can't, you can't do you got Spotify. You can't. You got to do it on your phone, and you can't really, like, plug in a mic or anything. People know what the deal is. But, Andrew... Um, the why, Saints why offensive does Dave line. Sounds so bad though. It sounds so good on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> the Saints' offensive line was a disaster on Sunday. Can it be fixed? What's the problem? It seems like it's more than communication. I saw Jameis Winston getting crushed. I'm a little bit Stop nervous it. about it. Stop it! Stop it, dude! Why? Why are you making this more than it is? Like half the coaches were out, including the <laughs> offensive line coach. And it was clearly an issue of communication. Like if you go back and watch the tape, which I know you didn't, you talk about this all the time, how you don't do it. And so I don't, you, you have this panic sound in your voice. And you're like, Oh, the sky is falling. Andrew, this is the worst. We're going one in 16. We can't, we're still talking about, Teron Armstead, Ryan Ramchick, Cesar Ruiz was a first round pick. You got to stop this, Ralph. Like, it's going to be okay. These guys, like, See, they just need to watch the tape. They just need to watch the film and they'll figure it out. It's, it's, it's fine. It's like, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't share your confidence. I like how he well, seamlessly worked I'm in the confident. 17 game schedule there. It's not that I'm confident. It's not like all of a sudden they're going to rush for 250 yards this week. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is it's not like this is the worst offensive line in the history of the NFL. I feel like, I feel like this game against the Patriots um, is in some ways, you know, only in certain ways, 
but it's like the most, this is like the most important game of the season because you have one game Why? where the Saints, because you have one game where the Saints played awesome and you have one game where the Saints played absolutely terrible. That and now, statement and right now, there and now, is even more ridiculous than the state. No, and now, no, 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 no. And <laughs> yeah, now this is the third yeah, game. Right. This is the yes, game. Is. No, 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 this is the game. We find out what the hell we are really dealing with. This is the game where we finally, uh, we're able to diagnose the issue, um, and 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 we know what we're dealing with now. Like, but I don't I mean, mean like, it's important but, in the sense of the standings or the playoffs or winning the division or anything like that, uh, or in the history of the Saints. I mean, it's important as far as this season is concerned, and like finally figuring out having having the 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 the, the picture is going to come in significantly more focus after the game this week. Completely disagree. Well, if there, I think the same. I will say, I think there's a scenario. How do you disagree? It's almost factual. They're bad again. Because there's a scenario where the Saints get their teeth their teeth kicked in against the Patriots. They look awful. They're one and two. And based on what you just said, Dave, at that point you would be ready to write them off and say the season's over. The Saints blow, and then they go on a big run after losing to the Patriots and end up being. I will. Say, I don't I, see that I, happening. I just don't see that happening. It's a seventeen. It's a seventeen-game season, and for you to draw conclusions about where this team is at in week three, when much of the roster is injured, when you're on the road in Foxborough and the team is still displaced, is way premature. Well, if mm. they struggle mm. throwing the ball, though, Andrew, if they if they go again, even if they win, which would be great because we win, you move on, whatever. But if they go three straight weeks where they can't crack 200 yards passing, I will be very concerned and I will worry that the pass offense isn't broken until okay. Michael Thomas but let me, gets back. But let me ask you this. Let, let me ask you this. What if that happens? And then in week four, all of a sudden they call up Kenny Stills and Traquan Smith is back. And now all of Kenny a Stills needs to play Sunday. What are you talking about? Week four. Well, Kenny, yeah, Kenny well, Stills needs to play let's now. Say do, let's say he doesn't. Let's say he doesn't. And let's say the Saints do exactly what you just said. And then week four, Traquan Smith is back. And Kenny Stills is elevated to the active roster. Gone are Chris Hogan and little Jordan Humphrey. And all of a sudden, may, maybe oh, they hit a couple passes Jordan. with Kenny Stills. Maybe Traquan Smith you know, gives them a little something. And then a couple weeks after that, Michael Thomas is back and it gets even better. Like once I don't again, know. like I don't know. Is the offensive line still playing like shit in your scenario? Is James Winston still holding onto the ball too long in your scenario? If you're like you're dying to wave the white flag, like I can already hear it in your voice. It's like oh, they're one and one, and they had a bad game. Like I'm ready. I'm not. I'm not. Fall on the sword. I'm ready to just. They can. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball in New England, Dave. I'm talking myself into victory. Look, New England. They might have worse receivers than the Saints, okay? The Saints, if they get Lattimore and C.D. Deuce back, they can shut New England down on defense. I, I feel right. it. Right. Wait, wait. I have to defend myself here. I'm not, I'm not dying to wave the white flag. I am uh, 100% waiting to see. I am in wait-and-see mode, and game three is uber important to me and will probably make my decision for the rest. So I'm dying to see what happens in game three. I'm not dying to wave the white flag. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
You need Indeed. I'm dying to. I wonder if we were in the offseason, the second week of training camp, and if I asked you the question point blank, Dave, Dave, by week three, will we be able to know without a shadow of a doubt what the record will be this season? How this team, what this team will be by week three? Do you think we'll know exactly how it all plays out? Do you think your answer would? Honestly, yes, probably because I would be thinking back to all that the seasons is, the Saints started zero and three and wound up just been seven and nine. <laughs> well, first of all, first of all, the worst that can be is one and two after three weeks. That's the worst that can be. Okay, and secondly, I wish you had some Jim Mora sound clips right now, Ralph, because <laughs> the stupid <laughs> idiotic wake up like that. All I have to drop them in later, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Did Andrew say he wasn't drinking? He should have been. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I feel know. like I, I feel like Dave. I, as the week has gone on, I've become more and more confident. Look, the injury report today was good, and Mac Jones he only throws the ball two yards at a time. Uh, the Saints they can beat New England, and they're like, when was the last time on offense? The Saints did something terrible back-to-back weeks. Like when – now, defense, granted, they went through a long stretch of being awful, and it was consistently yeah. bad. For, but I'm talking about – on, and maybe somebody in the chat can tell me, when was the last time the Saints did something on offense terrible back-to-back weeks? Whether it was turnovers by Drew or they couldn't run the ball or they whatever. I just – they haven't been – they haven't been bad on offense – It'll be three straight weeks of no throwing the ball. And I just don't see it. I think Sean Payton is going to have them ready. They're going to play well. And I think they can, I think they can win. I think they can t- little Tony Jones Jr., little Camara, get the running game going. I, I think it can happen. David, listen, like as bad as Carolina was, as bad as it was Sunday, if they would have – if Jameis wouldn't have made that screw-up before the half and they'd have kicked the field goal, when your UDFA son got that interception, it would have been 17-10. to 10. And I think we'd have looked at the game I, – I think we'd have a re- very, very different feeling about the game. Than the more I think about Carolina and what happened to the Saints that week with half their coaching staff on offense getting kicked out of the game because of the coronavirus and having positive tests – the more I think it's like Denver when their quarterback room got kicked out you know, and <laughs> no none shot. of them could play and no they had shot. to start Chris Hinn. Yeah. And I'm just saying like, do you think Broncos fans after that game thought, Oh, well, we're never going to complete a pass again. Like Chris, Chris Hinton was awful in this game. Therefore we'll never be able to complete a pass. No, of course not. Of course not. Yeah. Yeah. To quote you more. Hey, if, if the saints go one and two, Dave, should we just should we not play the rest of the games? Do the players just get to go home? Do they get to quit? Like, should, should we just not play the rest of the season? No. Well, now you're just being so, now you're just being ridiculous, Andrew. You're ridiculous. All right, so we got we got people waiting. I was, try, I I was trying I got to say- give Dave a little taste of his own medicine and being bullied. Right. <laughs> well, I. I You're not as good as it is. It's, you know, it's a skill, Andrew. Okay, I know. not everybody can just not everybody can just be as snarky and wise assy as me. It takes it's it true. takes a lot of it practice. Takes, it takes long years. I've been doing this rest. for forty freaking years, Andrew. <laughs> so, say, we got we got Sam. No, he wants to. I, he wants... I, I do. I do. I'm serious. I, I think I think it's like a little bit like the Broncos. That's a good that. point. I think you just you you throw you burn the tape. You throw it in the trash. And you move on, you know. Well, no, actually, you watch. Well, you okay. can't burn the tape. You got. You got to learn. You got to learn who to pick up. You got to learn who to block. You can't burn the tape completely. But you still got to get to know who to block. Well, right. Tell that to Andrews, Pete, and and you still got to be able to beat the Patriots. <laughs> and if you can't beat the Patriots, and you start one and two, I don't think your season's over. But I, I think, I think, you know, a thirteen and four or a. You know, a twelve and five season is. Uh, I think that's out of the question. I think you're looking at you're well, looking I mean, at like a ten win well, we season. Thought, if, at that. We thought that for a hot minute after Green Bay, but I mean, I thought ten and seven. I still mm-hmm. say ten and seven. Sam in St. Louis. Sam, 
Tell Dave to shove it, and the Saints are winning this weekend. <laughs> tell, tell it. Uh, the Saints are going to win this weekend. Yeah, there but- we go. <laughs> but, but Sam, are you? Did 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 did, did Sunday shake your confidence in the Saints in any way? Uh, I mean, I just all I had to do was take one look at the roster, and I was just like, "Nah." I mean, in the heat of the moment, you know, a passionate sports fan, I was livid because it was just complete dog shit, and it was painful to watch. But I mean, every time I look at the roster, I'm just kind of like, "Oh, that's why." <laughs> that yeah. that graphic during the game that the I get what was it Fox was Fox did Fox televise that game? Yeah, it was, it was Fox. Fox, but. That graphic of the injured players, it's it's one thing when you see the injury report and you talk about it theoretically on the podcast and as listeners, you hear it and you're like, oh, yeah, this guy's out and this guy's out. But when you see the graphic with all the faces and all the positions and they're all packed together, that's when it really hits you and it hits different. And you're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Andrew, I had I had a I had a jump scare for those uh, tickets you gave me. Um, I was inches away from um, obtaining my dream job. However, uh, if I got it, I would have to be going to Miami for four weeks for training, and I would have have had to have left this Sunday. And then I after right after that, I would have had to start the job, and it's it's a traveling job, so I'm kind of on the road a lot, and. That basically told me I wouldn't be able to go to the Saints game, but I didn't get the job, unfortunately, which means I'll still be able to go to the Saints game. But but with the Superdome catching fire and Very you know good. hurricane coming left and right, oh, we got to talk about that. You know, just sh- shit hitting the fan in New Orleans completely. Injuries are skyrocketing. I just I don't know. I'm a little worried to head down there. I wouldn't have sort of worry about heading down there, but th- Sam, thanks for thanks for chiming in. Um, but Dave, the Superdome did catch fire. <laughs> did catch yeah. fire. Do we have? Where's Thomas? Do we have the the Bloodhound <laughs> Gang? The roof is on fire, queued up, ready to play. We don't. <laughs> Thomas can't help us in the, the green room, but but he'll have he'll have that graphic for us. Um, I think we just lost Dave. Uh, I guess he had yeah, no he check. just left. Yeah, thank you. But. <laughs> he'll probably listen to listen later listen to the show tomorrow and then it'll be in our group text he'll be yelling insults at you you know i like feel it. like dave usually is like one out of every 10 podcasts he gets kind of like that condescending like belligerent vibe going and <laughs> it's been coming hot and heavy lately and it's reminding me that when the saints are seven and nine when they're in that zone and they're losing a lot that Dave gets extra. Fun. Dave's back. I don't know. This this is this app sucks. Like the the, the screen stays on while it's up to my <laughs> ear, and so I'm like, I'm pushing buttons with like my cheek and stuff, and it's like kicking me out of the room. This app sucks. Well, they get, Andrew, you remember when the Saints were losing like 14, 15, 16, We were always like, how do we get angry Dave to show up at the podcast? And we would we would goad him. <laughs> And it was easier because the Saints' defense was a, was a was a dumpster fire, so it was easy to poke wow. the bear. But the last four I, years, I, yeah, I the Saints have Dave won so much; it's hard to get Honoree Dave back. But he's, he's Dave. Just just so you know, we used to like I used to be on a phone call with Ralph in like 2014, and this would be after the Saints put like a horrific performance defensively, and Ralph would be in my ear like, "Hey, Andrew, you got to talk up Brandon Browner." You you gotta talk you gotta talk up Dave Hawthorne because it'll it'll poke the bear and Dave will get really irritated because he'll think you're serious right. and oh he's like God. make sure you say it in a really like monotone like serious voice and just kind of be matter of fact right. about it and like let's just make Dave we're explode. showing people we're, we're peeking we're letting people peek behind the curtain we got to keep the secrets to the show I and mean, that was years ago that's when I was that was that was when I was still yeah. blogging too. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was see, because that was a combination. Dave was running Canal Street. And Dave, Chronicles, you would so, fall for it, hook, line, and sinker every week. I'm easily well, easily irritable. Yeah, I mean, he had it you, when you got to turn out content every single day, and the Saints are giving up thirty <laughs> and, and giving up two hundred yards on the ground. You'd be ornery too. I don't blame you. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the fire at the Superdome. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming I'm mm-hmm. assuming one of two things: either. 
they've got a generator up there or some kind of gas-powered pressure washer because they were pressure washing up there, uh, and they, like, refilled it when it was still hot and caused the fire. Uh, or somebody was smoking up there, uh, and you've got a generator. <laughs> somebody was smoking up yeah, there. Yeah, or you've got a generator up, up there or gas or whatever powering something, and, you know, the, the ash, uh, your cigarette accidentally goes where it shouldn't go. I mean, those are my two uh, hypotheses. What, what did they call the area, though, that caught on fire? The gutter? The gutter trench? Is that what it was? Holy cow. Are you in a wind tunnel? What's going on? I am. I'm in my backyard, okay. and it's are breezy. Are you in Hurricane this is, Ida? No. It's like three weeks ago, and you're in back, back in the eye of Ida? No, I'm in my backyard. It's very breezy, and it's actually so. What? What? Today was the first day of fall, and the, fall. the temperature. This was. It. This is like the first day. The temperature dropped. It's like gorgeous outside. It's like 70 degrees. Yeah. Well, it sounds All like right. you're in so a category got, four hurricane. We got a ton of people that want to talk, so I'm going to get to them. Uh, first up, and Andrew's uh, Andrew's dad. Thanks, thanks for joining us, Mr. Jimmy. Oh, no. So. So did you did you do any pranks for Andrew for his birthday? Did you like empty his bank account, refill his fridge with like crappy beer? Like did you do any birthday pranks on Andrew today? I don't know. No. Oh sorry, was I on mute? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, you- Hey guys, well listen. I just thank you love the show guys. Thanks for all the great look. I'm I'm at 11 and 6. Uh, I think the Packers game was the best game we'll see. The Carolina game was the worst game we'll see. All the other games are going to be in the middle. And, you know, the talent on the roster didn't fundamentally change. I just want to also, you know, I want to thank Andrew on his birthday for making me a Saints fan. You know, most most people become sports fans through influence of their parents, right? For us, it was the other way around. I was a big LSU fan as a kid growing up. And Andrew convinced me to be a Saints fan. So, uh, So here we are. So, you know. Happy birthday to my favorite tape eater son. And uh, <laughs> I like that that name is called. I like that the tape eater is called. Yeah. I like and I love, I love, I love, I love, I love the grades. You know, I, I get them early thanks to the, you know, thanks to being a patron and uh, keep, keep at it. Oh, guys. Andrew, Andrew doesn't email those to you first thing in the morning uh, before yeah. they go live, like just to get your opinion on them. Oh, no. Absolutely. <laughs> no. Are you kidding? Dave, are you kidding? What a waste of time that would be. Um, no, absolutely not. But hey, hey. He, hey, he's lucky he gets them at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. No, no favorable treatment. Any guy, anyway, guys, hey, carry on. 11 and 6. We're going to we're gonna win a big one. Um, hey, look, you know, everybody was on the road, the coaches and all that. My, my confidence in 11 and 6 remains. So great to talk to you guys. Yeah, I like it. I, thanks, Mr. Juju. I, I, uh, I want to be optimistic. And look, they started one and two last year. They started one and two in 2017. It, if they lose to New England, it's an out of conference game, so it's not like the end of the wor- end of the world or anything. So we'll see. But okay, so we got J- Jed. He's a longtime patron, I think. Jed, thanks for joining us. Are you, Jed, unmute yourself? Sorry, that's my first time. How you guys doing? We're doing good. Saints are winning. They're winning Sunday, right? We got they got this. I think they got this. It, it's it's going to be a very Saintsy year. Uh, I think uh, they'll rebound in the most uh, Saintsy way and uh, pull off some kind of very ugly victory. But it'll be a victory. Who ugly victory would be amazing? The, my favorite thing. About I think it's going to be a mud wrestle. Is that Saints Twitter? My favorite thing is that Saints Twitter melts down. So in other words, anytime the Saints look bad winning. Everyone's like, well, it doesn't even matter because they're not winning a Super Bowl. Like, why, why should I care about this win if we're not winning a Super Bowl? If, if we don't have our eyes on the ultimate prize, then what's the point of even doing this? So, you know, you get, you get that. Yeah. And I, 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 I'll be honest, Ralph, like, it almost makes Saints wins better for me when I read that on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, if they win Sunday, it is going to be 20 to 17. 24 7 20 20 maybe even like 17 14 like it will be ugly and if the saints win jed i'm gonna tell you this it'll be because they made uh mccorkle uh mccorkle jones look terrible that's that's (laughs) are you you sticking with bama chad henny are you sticking with that has he graduated i don't know he might not be might be better than bama chad henny 
It's, I might have to go McCorkle. Thank God he's in the AFC and I don't have to worry about him. Uh, but he, he looked he looks pretty good. I mean, he looks okay. But, but Jed, the thing is – He like, looks better than any other rookie quarterback right now, that's for sure. Well, I would say this. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, he's made a bunch of big-time big throws – and he's made a bunch of awful throws too. Like Mac Jones, they have him with the they have the training wheels on him, so he's not making mistakes, but he's not like doing anything interesting, really. Like okay, like not screwing up and beating the Jets, yay. Um, <laughs> yeah, they got him playing a pretty safe uh, game right now. You know, uh, Jed Saints win. Who's going to be player of the game? Player of the game. Um... I'm going to say Callaway because he's overdue. Ooh, I like that. I need Callaway in my fantasy. He team. really is overdue. Team. I picked Callaway in week two, and that really blew up in my face. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to say uh, uh, I took care of the dome roof. I put a blue tarp on it so we don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing. I have Thanks, to say I'm a, little, I'm a little surprised. Like that, that looked – the dome's roof, like that – fire looked catastrophic it looked off it did i was like they're like minor damage i'm like you sure it was spreading it was (laughs) spreading quickly and you know they quickly say oh you know the damage isn't bad and you know structurally there's gonna be no problem hosting the giants game even with this damage and i'm just like what really are you sure about this i was i don't know i first saw it i was like bad i was like how are they gonna put that shit out like that was my first they put My it out in like thought, six but, minutes. Yeah, it was damn. I mean, the uh, okay. So we got Matt. What uh, what what what's your thoughts on uh, on Sunday's game with the Patriots? Um, I think it's going to be really really close because I think both teams are just going to go out and try to win a time of possession, and the Patriots are really fit for that. And I'm kind of scared that the wide receiver issue is going to continue. I mean, J.C. Jackson, the corner on the Patriots, he's a baller. I mean. Yes. He has, like, 11 picks since last season. So, I mean, I think it's going to come down to Jameis having to try to make a throw when J.C. Jackson is blanketing maybe Callaway and maybe J.C. Jackson could make a pick on it. It it could come down to something like that, unfortunately. I think it's going to be a really hard game to win. I don't think the Saints are going to go out and shit the bed like they did last week. I think it'll be a lot better, hopefully with all the coaches back. Um, And I don't see the O-line just – turning in such a poor performance. We can't be worse. The O-line can't – they can't be – they literally yeah, cannot be it, worse. It was terrible. You would – I was looking at some of Nick Underhill's film studies, and um, you would see Ruiz not even blocking anybody because he would <laughs> – they, they didn't have any communication. Um, and him and Pete just weren't on the same page. And I mean, it was, it was the third most a quarterback had been pressured since they started keeping that stat in, like, 2009. The one – the one thing this was, it was kind of weird and thanks Matt uh, for joining us. The one thing Andrew that uh, this week made me think of it made me miss Thomas Morstead because Belichick he loves Thomas Morstead in a way that's uncomfortable and we didn't get him uh, talking for five straight minutes about how amazing Thomas Morstead is. And it made, it made, it reminded me that Thomas Morstead is gone. And it made me sad. I know Gilligan's good, but I don't think Belichick has the love affair of Gilligan yet that he has for Morstead. Yeah. Um, Gilligan's been good though, man. You know, that that's kind of gotten lost in in this weird game that we just had, but um, I feel great about, special teams in general and, and Rosas, you know, he hasn't really kicked much, but he hasn't missed the kick yet. So, I mean, uh, I would say that special teams has been the best unit on the team so far. Yeah. So, um, Joshua, what, what, what's your thoughts on, uh, on Sunday? Uh, my thoughts on Sunday, um, it's, I think it's going to come down to whether or not Chauncey Gardner Johnson plays, um, because they were killing us across the middle. And I really feel like if he was there, he would have kind of slowed that down a bit. Um, and possibly, hopefully, we get to see Pete Warner a little bit because uh, Bomb is like a little busty <laughs> at times. But, <laughs> That's right. um, but I think yes. the closest thing that I could probably say the game is going to probably feel like it was the last time the Saints went down to New England 
um, and played where Drew Reeves was playing. And it came down to a last second uh, touchdown throw for Tom Brady. Oh, and they, they tackled Junior Gillette? They tackled Junior Gillette, and they throw, were holding. And they didn't throw a flag? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So it was just like, I honestly think it's going to be like that. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. Um, I just, again, I think if we can make sure that the middle of the field is covered, we'll be okay. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to beat our corners deep. Um, if Lattimore is back, great. But I think we need a good, you know, Chauncey's got to be there, and we need someone to, to rotate out with Busty Bond. And I think we'll be good. Um, but, yeah, I don't expect our offense to play like that again. Um, like I said, it was just too much to overcome. I, I talked myself into the game last week, but I knew, like, deep down, I'm like, I, I don't think <laughs> You're like, yeah. I don't think we're going to be able to do this. This is going to be way too much to overcome. You're on the road for I don't know how many weeks. Um, and then you lose all your coaches. And then you your roster is decimated. It's just like no enough with the team could really overcome that. So, But, yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that's a good call. You know, I, I think I, I think the secondary is going to get Chauncey Gardner. Uh, the good news is the injury report looks great so far. McCoy is the only one who missed practice. Uh, Tano Passigno was a full participant in practice today. Otherwise, the rest of the guys – now, there were a couple new injuries, Peyton Turner and, and Pete Warner – or, sorry, Peyton Turner was a new injury, and I'm um, blanking on who the other new injury was um, – but there were two new – oh, Throckmorton. So there were two new guys. They were limited, but they did practice today. And then all the other guys, Lattimore, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, all the non-IR guys uh, were limited at practice today that have been banged up previously with the exception of McCoy. Uh, he's not on IR, but he did not participate today. So, so the rest was back at practice, which is a really good sign. Uh, obviously, I'm not talking about Davenport or Quan Alexander. Those guys are on IR. But uh, the rest of the group, it, there's, it, it's a promising sign that they're going to be back. And I think that's going to give the Saints a big boost this week, and they're going to need it. So The thing that I don't I, – the, the, the thing that I don't understand, Andrew, is I thought McCoy was going to be out for a long stretch. Why is he not on the three-week IR? Um, is there like – is there something – Yeah, it makes me – so there, there was this report that he was out six weeks and – I, I never saw that, you know, confirmed by any other news source. I, I just saw it put out there once on Twitter by someone like Semi Reliable. Uh, but he's not on IR, so that tells me there's a decent shot that he's going to play by three weeks or at least close to it, you know. So, because here's the thing mm-hmm. they would have put him on IR right away if, if it was six weeks, because you can bring any guy back after three weeks. That's the new COVID rule. So I just. And I'm surprised he's not on IR too, but it makes me think that report is wrong. Yeah, I I wonder like if if the way they do the rosters now in the post COVID world, maybe the practice squads will shrink a little. But I wonder if it's going to stay this way. Like they, they'll have the expanded practice squad, and they'll have uh, they'll have three week IR, which I like. Uh, it makes things better, and, and you need. You need bodies. You need as deep a roster as you as you can have, um, uh, you know, for football. Andrew, this team—it's such a—it's been such a struggle at wide receiver. Let's let's just say that the pass blocking is is better. And we talked about how New England they've got good people in the second. They've got Steve Stephen Gilmore and they got uh the name I'm blanking on that you just that has a bunch of interceptions. Uh, uh who's a guy that the Saints really need Jason. not not Callaway, like in the second tier of guys, because all those guys are kind of Similar, right? Like they could do well, but you haven't really seen it yet. Have a big moment, be a good game. Who's a guy that you think has potential in that second tier for the Saints of receivers, whether it be receivers, tight ends, whoever that you think when you look at New England that that could have a big game or needs to? Well, I, I still think Jameis has to have a quick trigger with Jawan Johnson and Troutman right now, and I, I don't know if Troutman can be that guy. I think through two games, you have to feel real disappointed in, in the Troutman development so far. You know, he was supposed to be the 
starting tight end for the Saints. We talked about the potential of him catching 60 passes this year. Uh, I mean, he doesn't look like he's going to catch 20 passes this year, you know, the way it's going so far. So uh, he's I mean, been he really had, disappointing. I, but He was, your tight he was off-season hype guy. Yeah. No, but look, I mean, I mean, you need a, a security valve. And we just talked about Gilmore and J.C. Jackson. And you know, the Patriots are, are man-press cover team. And they will bang up your receivers. And, you know, the thing with J.C. Jackson, he has – maybe the best ball skills in the league. And so you don't throw a pass unless your dude's wide open. And I, I just think this is going to be one of those games where uh, I forgot who came on first and said, yeah, I think both teams are going to play ball control offense. I think it was Matt that said that, but I, I totally agree with that. I, I think new England and the saints both are just going to want to run the clock out and you have to play right into the hands of that and make this a ugly 13 to 10 type of game. And this isn't going to be fun football for us. We're not, this isn't going to be exciting down the field. Like if, if we hit one long ball to Deontay, that, that that's as good as it gets most likely. Uh, but this is not going to be one of these explosive 25 yard chunks at a time type of games. You got to run the ball effectively with Camara. Yeah. Don't turn it over. And uh, you know, just. If the saints get to 24, and, and lose, I'll be very surprised. Matt, you're joining us. I saw last night you're talking about your scouting quarterbacks for next year. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk 2022 draft in September. No, no. So when you, but I know you watch the Patriots a lot. What do you do? You see anything about them that's interesting that you think the Saints can exploit either on offense or defense? <sighs> Defensively. It's good. Uh, I'm looking at the Patriots' defense. I would think you in, you need someone to kind of take them over the top. You do need an over the top wide receiver because when they played against the Dolphins, they did have a bit of trouble with Jalen Waddle. They did. So I think Harris can yeah. probably do that role pretty nicely. Mm-hmm. But with this game, you need a pass catching weapon to step up. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Callaway, Juwan Johnson, uh, little Jordan. Someone has to step up because if some – let's say the pass protection does hold up pretty well. He, Winston's able to get three seconds to in a pocket, able to kind of survey the field. You need, a, you need someone to create some sort of separation so, and give him, give him kind of a reliable target to throw to because if it's like another week where – no one makes us step up, then I can definitely see the Saints being, being like, okay, we're a weapon away from, from uh, probably winning a couple of these games. So let's make a trade for one of these guys. For one of these guys. Let's, let's go get a Jimmy Graham or go get someone that can, um, that can uh, take some pressure off Winston, just a go-to target while Michael Thomas still heals from his uh, – from his injury. Matt was reading Jimmy Graham. That, uh, He's kind of washed. article but... today on Jimmy Graham. That's what it got. Yeah. Maybe nostalgic for Jimmy Graham, man. Jimmy Graham knows yes, he it did. Yes, it did. I mean, you know, Ralph, like, uh, Jimmy Graham stands, you know, you know, um, that, that, that's never I going mean, away, but I, I no, I, I will Matt, say so, someone needs to step up this week. Yeah, and yeah. Pass catch. Well, one key thing about the Patriots' defense is that they like to be really sneaky with their blitzes. I mean, you go back and watch Carolina; their blitzes were clear, and they told you where they were coming from and who's going to come after you. But with Patriots, they're going to mm-hmm. be crafty. They're going to have some disguised blitzes, disguised coverages. There has to be some clear communication between Winston and the offensive line. If it's just dead silence until the ball snap. I think it's going to be a repeat of what will happen. What happened against Carolina? There has to be communication. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point, Matt. I think you're going to see. So, what Carolina did a lot is they would overload blitz. Uh, and if you don't know what that means, I know you do, Matt. But but for those of you that don't know what an overload blitz is, it's where they'll put a number of rushers on one side, basically like let's say Ramchek on the right side. He'll see two or three guys on his side and, and it's an overload blitz, meaning 
all those defenders are coming to a side and it's basically telling you, Hey, we're coming from here and your offensive line is going to have to rotate over. And the saints were doing a really bad job with that. So Carolina came with a bunch of overload edge blitzes. Um, that's not really the Patriots deal. They, they don't really, I'm, I've been watching them. They, they don't really run that stuff. So it's possible that they'll try it just because it was successful for Carolina. But to Matt's point, the Patriots tend to be way more into like actually lining up with you. Like they may line up five defensive players across the front on the defensive line. Like they may match up one for one with each offensive lineman. And so that makes you think you're playing straight up man on man. And then what, what they'll do is they'll run twists and they'll run stunts to try to cross you up that way. So that's kind of how New England tries to confuse you blitz-wise. Blitz and I, I could see them trying to do that specifically to Ruiz and Throckmorton, um, maybe maybe Pete too, but, but certainly on the interior, uh, running those twists and stunts to try to get a Jameis Winston that way. Yeah, Tom, Dr. Thomas asked, uh, can you guys explain the lack of uh, Jawan Johnson targets? I mean, it was no, interesting. I thought I, he would, I I thought like he would he have – should have played more. They should have thrown the ball at him more. No, I can't. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's a little bit baffling. But, Matt, the, the interesting thing about New England, too, is they have a nice mm-hmm. running back in Harris. Um, yeah, they, they got – well, they like to play a Russian roulette with their running backs. It's, it's usually not the same guy that they'll just let have the most touches. I mean, this – Last week it was Damian Harris, but uh, Belichick loves Rex Burkhead. He will give him as many touches and will let him play hmm. as much if he thinks he, he'll wreck them. And, of course, they still have James White. I mean, it's, it's always roulette with Belichick and Ryan backs. So, I mean, the, the thing that's interesting, too, with who, who does Burkhead, who does Burkhead play for now? He's not, he's not with he? the Patriots anymore, right, Burkhead? No, he's still he went Patriots. somewhere else. He's, back. he's still there. He is? So, yeah, I'm like 95% sure. Oh, no, he left for the Texans. Dang. Yeah, he yeah. – I, I, come on, man. I, so, I did not think he, he left New England because I feel like uh, Belichick would not let that guy go, but I guess he did. That's in, that is interesting. Yeah, no, so they, the Patriots... uh, they, well, obviously they have Harris who they've been utilizing. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think James White is still kind of their receiving back. Um, and personnel wise, I, I look at New England, it's, it's just not that scary. I mean, they, they signed Nelson Aguilar in the offseason, and, you know, Jacoby Myers is a starter for them at receiver. You know, obviously, Mac Jones is throwing them the ball, but like, a lot was made out of the tight end pickups that they made, specifically Hunter Henry and, and Johnny Smith. And at least so far, like, that hasn't really been taking, you know. And, and the whole thinking there was that people were saying, oh, well, Belichick spent – and they spent a lot of money on those dudes. And so the thinking was, oh, they're going back to the Aaron Hernandez and Gronk, yeah. you know, when those two were tight ends for the Patriots and put up huge stats and – you know, those two guys were great players, but they had Tom Brady throwing to them. You know, I think that's that's the thing that people forget. And, um, you know, yeah. the whole thing, at least offensively so far, it's been all Damian Harris, really. I mean, they, they do. I mean, he has 39 of the team's 54 yeah. rushes. So that, that's really like what it, it's – this offense is just different. It's not as good. And, I mean, their leading pass catcher is James White. So, you know, they don't have that, a, they that's, don't that's have a receiver Mac, with the Mac, Mac yards Jones has been throwing it to yeah. the running back. And so I just think when you're the Saints oh. and you look at what they've been doing, they're going to run the football and the Saints hopefully will continue to stop the run because that's what they do well. And if so, like Zach Bond and, and James White, like that's the matchup. Oh, uh, Zach Bond cannot be a disaster in coverage like he was. Yeah. Well, I'll give Bond the benefit of the doubt. He was asked to cover McCaffrey, which is a much tougher task because originally they were going to have Chauncey Garner-Johnson cover McCaffrey, who would have been a much better handle. But McCaffrey eats up linebackers for breakfast, even some of the more athletic ones. I think even Quan, if he were, if he were not an IR, I think even he would probably have 
a bit of a tough time going That's against a fair him. point. A lot of Saints yeah. fans are like, oh, it would have been so much better with Quan. Yeah. And I'm like, would it have been, though? Like, I love Quan, but <laughs> McCaffrey does that. Yeah. Like, look, Vaughn was bad. I'm not, I'm not trying to pretend Vaughn, like, I'm not trying to pretend that that coverage would have yeah. worked against other running backs. But, like, McCaffrey does that to everyone. Because they, they switched up defenders on McCaffrey a few different times. Uh, when uh, <clears throat> Zach Bond wasn't working out, I saw him. They put Malcolm Jenkins on him, and he got burned. Then they try and put Demario on him, and he got burned. So it, it's it's a very tough task. It's like asking uh, Ken Crawley, go guard DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's going to struggle, but who who is going to match up well against him? Well, the one thing with New England, though, I, I think, is... but having Lattimore, I think ha- having Lattimore is going to be huge if he can play because then I think you give it a crowded box. You stop the run and you dare them to yeah. test Lattimore. You dare them to test Roby. Mm-hmm. You know, one on one man press coverage. And there is a... like, let, let's see, let's see if you can do it, Mac Jones. You know, I think that's what the Saints defensively have to do. Yeah. yeah. There's also. Three things, you know, to kind of keep in mind on for the Patriots. Because for one, Stephon Gilmore is still out. I think he was placed on the pup uh, earlier, so he's yeah, out right. for another few games. Uh, one of their big uh, free agent signings, Matt Judon, did not practice for the uh, New England uh, right. headers. So that would be huge if he's not there. And I would say Trent Green. Trent Brown, their offensive yeah. tackle who they brought back, he's got a calf. He's been struggling. That's one thing that I had read, I've, I've read on New England's blog, and I, I watched it against the Jets. I didn't see it as much. They thought their offensive line was going to be dominant, and it's kind of been not great. Um, so, you know, but, we, but then again, we thought New yeah. England – I mean, uh, Carolina's offensive line wasn't great. We thought the Saints would be able to get pressure. Uh, but, of course, they were missing people. But uh, – Maybe the Saints with Peyton Turner, you hey, know, Durham, Peyton Turner Durham, and, and Cam Jordan can finally get Cam Jordan can finally get going, and they can get pressure. And Andrew, you had mentioned, look, people returning the secondary; it's a little more sticky. Maybe you get an extra half second, second to get there. No, that's exactly right. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how the the week progresses with the injury report, but. I am feeling better about this matchup, but I got to be clear again. Jameis can't get frustrated with how the game's going. Like if it's if the Saints are down ten to three and the offense is kind of sputtering, not really doing much, he's got to see it through. He's got to stay the course, you know, and then stay patient because I think mm-hmm. if we if we see the same Jameis as last week where he panics and. Like one turnover is probably going to be enough to flip the script and and kind of make it curtains, you know. So I I, I really I would go as far as to say that the the team that yeah. the team that turns it over first will lose the game because there may not be another turnover all game after that. Yeah, I agree because Jameis has to realize like what the situation is when he's on the field. If you're now like 10-3, you're driving, you have a chance to put on point four, you uh, go to the locker room at halftime, just play for the field goal. And if there's an opportunity to take a touchdown, take it. But don't think, okay, I have to score a touchdown here. I have to score a touchdown. No. Try to get the points. Be methodical. Show better situational awareness. Yeah. No, it is. And, and the thing for the Saints is they just – like for Jameis – like second and seven is okay. Like a little swing pass to Troutman or Camaro, whatever. Like st- like and getting in third and four, third and five. It's not ideal, but it's okay. What you can't have is third and long, uh, and that Thomas. Uh, he's he's chatting and he said um, he thinks Lattimore will be a fifty uh, a game time decision fifty fifty. I know he had the surgery. He's got the cast. Um, the, you know, Dr. Thomas, I'm, I'm going to ask you to speak. What is, what is the reason with Latimer? Is it, is it pain? Is it a worry about re-injuring? What's, the, what's sort of the decision process for him if it's 50-50 playing or not? That's what I'm curious about as I, 
as I as I as I force Dr. Thomas to speak to us, Dr. Thomas, what what's the what's the the, the thing with Lattimore? You think is it pain? Is it worry about re-injuring? What's it going to be? It's going to decide whether he plays or not. Hey guys, um, it's it's probably more um, chance of re-injury than pain. Pain's probably not that much of an issue at this point, unless he re-injures it again, of course. But when you uh, reinforce the ligament in that area and you splint the joint, it transfers the load if you fall or you um, use that area to the surrounding joints. So you actually have an increased risk of injury to all the surrounding joints until it's more properly healed. So, But it's a risk-benefit thing, and they're, he's super talented, and they're paying him a lot of money, so the benefit outweighs the risk when it reaches a certain threshold, which will probably be the kind of borderline this game, which is why I think he's 50, 50 shot. If it was 15. How did they just, is there, is there like a test or something they can run to like measure they're just, the chance of re-injury? They're or? just going to manipulate. They're going to look at it and look for swelling and assess the state of healing that it's in, and then they'll probably do a little manipulation around the area, make sure that uh, it's solid, it's not giving, it doesn't have too much give, and uh, of course they'll be asking him about pain, um, but it's nothing too fancy, it's just uh, a lot of these surgeons and sports medicine guys, they have a good feel for things, especially when they, they've seen a couple hundred of them, they just kind of know what to look for. Gotcha. Yeah. I think I think that's the that's the one. Now that you said it was fifty fifty, Andrew, that's the one that I'm really going to be looking for. About what, what they announced the they announced the inactives. What about ten in the morning? They announced it about ten. Ninety minutes before kickoff. Yeah. Ninety, 90 minutes yeah, 10, before 10, kickoff 10, is when you hear. Yeah. 10, 30, so if 10. you're East Coast, they would you know you eleven thirty is when I tend to hear it. So yeah, ten thirty your time, Central. Um, no, I, I think. Thomas is right. I, I think you, well, I'm not the doctor, so I, I defer to him always with this stuff. But no, I, I do think, you know, with guys like Lattimore, you're, it's a catch 22 a little bit because number one, you're paying them so much money that it, it kind of goes both ways. It's like you, your ass better be on the field. Like we're, we're paying you, we're counting on you. You're one of our best players. We paid you as such. Therefore, you better be on the field because if you're not, our team suffers. You, you're the best we got. The flip side of that is we've made a big investment in you, and mm. we don't want to run the risk that you're going to be off the field again. So it's the risk-reward that Thomas is talking about, and I think what you're trying to assess there is, okay, if he does re-injure it, what are we talking about? Because if you're talking about surgery again, then, yeah, he's missing – another two three weeks if he's getting maybe worse if he's got to get surgery all over again if it's a setback but he doesn't need surgery can he keep playing with a cast and manage pain so you know that they're going through all of those scenarios and you know at some point someone has to make a call and Lattimore is is probably going to say I just think when it's 50 50 they're going to leave it to Lattimore and Lattimore is going to say there's no way I'm not playing He's like, we're one and one. We just look like total shit. And like, I'm going to go out there for my teammates. And so, I don't know. I think we're going to learn a lot about Lattimore, but I I would be stunned if Lattimore doesn't play in this game based on how last week went. I think if they were two and oh, and like they're playing an AFC team and can kind of afford to lose this one, like, I actually think he would be less likely to play, honestly. But I think after what just transpired last week, yeah, they'd be like, and they're trying to bounce back with, with they gotta get back. something that was miserable. Yeah, I, I think he's going to play. Yeah. All right. Thank, thanks, Tom. Thanks, Dr. Thomas. We appreciate it as always. Um, we're running out of time. It's almost 10. Andrew, uh, I didn't change my pick. I did. I turned in my WWL column. I didn't change my pick because I, I picked the Patriots. You stuck with the Patriots, huh? I stuck with the Patriots. I really wanted to change it. Maybe I should have. You're um, waff- You're waffling so hard, man. Like I swear, I am. I I, I could text you, and you're like this sometimes with games. Or like, it, it, depending on the hour, you you are you are flipping. 
I'm wobbly. I'm wobbly. I, I, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be texting you during LSU Saturday, and you're gonna say that all hope is lost. Like depending on how <laughs> Mississippi State's going, like if if LSU's losing, you're like Saints are going yeah. one and sixteen. They're the worst. If and they, then you wake up the next lose... morning, you're like Andrew, I'm actually feeling. If they lose to Mike Leach again, goddamn, I just like I don't know. But I, I, I'm feeling I'm feeling good about this. The thing the thing is one thing I want the Saints to win, and if it, it, it however the Saints win, it'll be great. But if they win. And, and, and Mac Jones can look terrible, even if the Saints win like 14 to 10 and Mac Jones look terrible, it'll make our my Monday so much more enjoyable because I will snort Bill Simmons's podcast like it's cocaine. <laughs> if Mac jo- if Mac Jones if Mac Jones is like 16 for 29 and two picks, I'll be like Tony Montana just snorting Bill Simmons's podcast like it's coke. I will not lie. I mean, that's what I want. So, guys, thanks I for mean, joining yeah. us. Have you are you changing your pick? Are you changing I, your I, pick? I, 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 no, I'm not. Uh, I think the Patriots win this one, but. I think the Saints are one and two, but I still think they weather the storm. I want to go back to a con- – I forgot who put this comment. I'm going to scroll here real quick just to try to find it. I think it was Vince that said this. Yeah, it was Vince. Vince goes, you know, starting the season slow and, like, clawing back to 500 and start going on a run, like, we've seen this before. The Saints do this. And I, 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 again, like, I'm just going to say it again. Like I take issue with what Dave said at the top of the show that like, we know what this team is. We have no freaking idea what this team is after this week. Even, even mm-hmm. if they suck in new England and they get their ass kicked, we don't, we don't know what happens after that. And that's the beauty of the journey. That's the beauty of the season. This team has really good players. It has a good roster. It got a lot better with the Roby trade. I, I, it got better the day that Quan Alexander came back. And I just think there's a lot of guys that are hurt that are missing in action that are going to be coming back. And so, you know, you've just got to try to stay in contention until those guys get back. I keep saying that, but I really think this team can go on a run. So I disagree with what Dave said. I take issue with it. And I think, I think they will be one and two after this game. I am picking them to lose, but I don't think that's the end of the season by any means. I uh, think Jameis will get better every week. And I, it's you, you point, you put out scenarios here earlier in the off season, Ralph, where you were like, what if the saints are like two and five and then they go on like a, a seven game winning streak. Cause Jameis Winston all of a sudden just gets hot as hell. And then they go from two and five to nine and five. Like I'm not saying it's going to play out that way, but it, but it could, and I mean, I'm here for it, you know, so one and two, like, it's not going to be great. It's not going to be fun to be sitting there yeah. at one and two, but like, I'm not by no means is at that point, am I going to be saying, you know, this team can't do it because Onyemata is coming back. Michael Thomas is coming back. Like they're, they're going to have some games. I'm telling you where they're, they're going to be able to, and look, other teams are going to be getting hurt. So every week it's That's a right. And, and I'm, the more I think about it, Andrew, the most saintsy result is they go to New England and kick New England in the face and win like twenty-eight to ten. And honestly, and is that so, is it that unlikely that that happens? Like we're only two weeks removed from them crushing the Packers. No, it could. But happen. I mean, that, that there's no like we we keep saying, well, they'll settle in and we'll get they, they look great, they look bad, maybe we'll get like a middle ground result. The most saintsy thing is we don't get any middle ground results. And you have no idea what you're going to get from week we, to week. And that we, would be- well, we always joke about things being saintsy, but, you know, and like that kind of when we talk about it on the show, we like to make jokes and it tends to have negative connotations. But if we're talking about something that's super Sean Payton-y, it's that the week after they got their teeth kicked in, they usually don't look like that again. You know, like he, he knows how that's to right. motivate. You know, when they get a wake-up call, very rarely do they come back the next week and lay an egg again. Sean Payton coach teams don't do that. So I don't know that they're going to win. I don't know that they're going to look great, but I know they're not going to look like they did in Carolina. You can bet your ass they're going to yeah, look. And, 
And look, they, they last year, you know, this year it's the offensive line, but last year for, for weeks two and three, they got burned to the ground because of the bootleg. And they fixed, you know, they were getting bootlegged. They were giving up huge chunk plays and they got it fixed. They got it straightened out. So I think that's a great point to end on, Andrew. Guys, thanks to everybody who joined us in the Spotify Green Room app. If you're listening to this later, download the Spotify Green Room app. We do this every Wednesday during the football season, 9 o'clock. We're talking things. You can interact with us. Guys, thanks for joining us. If you're not a patron, become a patron. Support the show. We're doing amazing things. We need your support to keep it going. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you again tomorrow.